With your host, Connor Nolan. Week three, college football season. It goes by fast. I mean, technically, this is really like week four, week zero, not many games, not the best of games either, but a lot of anticipation leading up to that. Now we're in week three. Recap of week two. Went four and two. Now we're nine and seven on the year. Brings us to even units on the year. So, right back where we started. Um, week two, not the best slate. Yeah, a couple good games. I mean, actually, week three is not the best slate. Week two, yeah, a few good games. Texas, Alabama, a few exciting ones. So, a couple of entertaining ones. But now in week three, we don't have much going on. I guess this out-of-conference schedules, you do have a lot of FCS or, you know, big-time power fives playing against, uh, you know, the group of fives. So, it's not, uh, not as exciting. Um, but diving into the week two recap, uh, first game was Vandy at Wake Forest, which turned out to be a loss. Vandy just couldn't really get it going. It seemed like they could bounce back in, but then Wake Forest would go right down the field, score again. You know, I'm just really surprised Vandy even gave up that many points. I mean, 36 points against a new quarterback, uh, Wake Forest without Hartman. But, uh, you know, I thought, I thought Vandy... Did improve the last couple of years, but you know that's just a bad loss on their end, especially losing thirty six to twenty. Just not good. Uh, next game was Notre Dame versus NC State. Uh, we won that one. I mean, NC State. It's literally just Brendan Armstrong is just their entire offense. They literally have nobody else. And Notre Dame with Sam Hartman. I mean, they're a real contender. They're good. And I think people were just writing them off. I think you know it was a touchdown favorite. They win that game 45 to 24 so you know Notre Dame actually has a legit quarterback on their hands that could actually play and put up some points for them which is what they need um so we won that one Boise State versus UCF um Boise State actually lost their quarterback late in this one it got a little scary both defenses played well um UCF I mean Plumlee's like all right people talk him up a lot but he's I feel like he's a run-first quarterback. He's not looking to pass. He's not looking to throw down field. Um, UCF with Gus Balzan. Traveling with Boise, too. Not easy for them. Um, Boise with a late score, though, with the backup quarterback. He looked terrible. I don't even know his name. But uh, um, they somehow kept it close and were still able. Uh, UCF got the ball last was able to catch, uh, kick a field goal put them ahead 18 to 16 but we still covered that three and a half so chalk chalk that up as a win um, next game was the Bama versus Texas and you know the much anticipated game and Quinn Ewers you know had a big game I didn't think he I didn't think he was gonna play that well but he did he had some big time passes big time plays but also Bama's quarterback is just not good 
I mean, the kid is just constantly running for it. I don't even know what they what they teach some of these kids in Bama because like Hertz was the same way when he was there. I mean, he's completely different in football. He's very versatile. I mean, in the NFL, he's very versatile, dual threat. He can look to run, but he can also throw the ball. I mean, this guy is just constantly looking to run the ball first. He's not even he's not even looking to pass. He's not even looking downfield. I mean, what are we doing? Come on. You got to teach them better than that. I mean, they're not going anywhere with that kind of quarterback play. It looked absolutely terrible. But they'll probably get through still just because SEC really isn't that good this year. I don't think they sh- – they, they'll have trouble with LSU if that's on their schedule this year. Yeah, they play them a little late in November. But, you know, other than that, I mean, they kind of have a cupcake schedule. They're not – there's nobody really that good in the SEC that, worry, that worries me. Then – um yeah, Jalen Milrose, their quarterback. I couldn't think of his name for something. I was thinking of Milton from Tennessee. But anyways, the um, they go down 34-24. We lose that one outright. Texas with a big-time win. Maybe Texas is back. We'll see. Um, Washington State versus Wisconsin. Washington State with a nice outright win here. Coming in as underdogs um, at home, too. Playing in Pullman against uh, Wisconsin with their new quarterback, Mordecai, from... Uh, SMU and you know was <laughs> shout out to Rico Bosco over at Bar still taking Wisconsin to win it all. I mean that was a bold bet for sure, but it looks like it's uh, not looking too good already. Um, but Washington State with the outright win, Ward actually not a bad quarterback for Washington State. I mean I think they'll make some noise. I mean they'll keep some games competitive. That not that they'll never come out of there right now, especially with how stacked the Pac-12 is this year. A lot of good teams. Um, I think they'll keep a couple games close, but definitely a uh, team to watch out for uh, when betting-wise. I think they could cover some good numbers that might be inflated later on, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. Uh, UCLA took on San Diego State. I mean, this is an easy win here. I mean, they're minus 14. San Diego State's, uh, I think, a 24-point un- uh, underdog against Oregon State, and UCLA might even be better than Oregon State. Um, but totally wrong number there for um, Vegas. UCLA dominated them. Freshman Moore looked really good. Chip Kelly's got a good team on their hands. And like I said, Pac-12 is just looking good. Fade Mountain West. Um, then we got the win there. So that brought us to 4-2, and 9-7 on the year, even on the units right now going into week three. And uh, we'll start week three with Penn State at Illinois for... Illinois come in plus 14-point underdogs, over under 48-and-a-half. Penn State coming into the game 2-0, into their conference opener, traveling to Champlain in Illinois, um, taking on the 1-1 at Lionai. Penn State with two easy wins versus uh, West Virginia and Udell, uh, while Illinois coming off a loss to Kansas and just squeaked by Toledo in their home opener. Bulema does not have as strong as a team as he did last year after losing their top running back, Chase Brown, to the draft and also losing Tommy DeVito, their quarterback from last year. Um, you know, they're just not as, as just not as talented as they were, not not the professional prospects as they did have last year. Uh, they do have Luke Altmaier as the new quarterback. Dual threat, likes to run the ball, also likes to throw, but, uh, you know, big runner. But he's also going against a top defense in the country this week. The line eight line. Also, I mean, Penn State's probably top, ranked top five in defenses, and 
the line I also lose some top guys on what was a top tier defense last year on their side of the ball. Um, definitely won't be as strong as uh, the 2022 season. They had a good year last year. Um, but on the Penn State side of the ball, uh, first year starter Drew Alar uh, will have his first uh, tough test traveling to a conference opponent in hostile territory. Um, I think this team is going to rely heavily on the run from Singleton and Allen, but the Illini are good against the run. Um, I'm expecting the same on the Illini side, run heavy, but also going against a tough run defense. You know, I, I like Penn State here to cover the 14 points, but I'm also really liking the under, 48 and a half. Um, I think both teams will be running the clock most of the time with the run game, not giving up many big plays. Um, the only big thing that's the only thing that scares me is Penn State getting an early lead, then letting off the brakes, and Lion and I get a few garbage points here and there. Um, I like 14 because, you know, James Franklin always has a line in the back of his mind and wants to cover that each week like he did against West Virginia with that, you know, no reason running a play in for a touchdown covering that line. But uh, I'm actually going to go both here. I'm, I, like, I like Penn State minus 14. I think their defense is going to – Hold the line. I don't. I don't see a line. I having much offense at all. Luke Altmyers tries to be their whole run game, pass game, and you know he's just not it. And going against a top five defense, legit in the country, is it's just not going to happen. So I'm going to go Penn State minus fourteen and the under forty eight and a half each for one unit. Next game, Kansas State traveling Missouri. Um, Missouri coming in as plus four home underdogs over under set at 48. Um, nice little big 12 SEC matchup. Um, Kansas State led by uh, Will Howard and the 15th. Now they're 15th rank in the country. I mean, that's pretty good for them uh, getting off to a fast start. Um, I do like this team coming in from a good season last year, but they do lose Martinez. Um, who was always hurt as their quarterback last year. Big runner, but, you know, very athletic, just always got hurt, just taking too many hits. And I also lose running back Deuce Vaughn uh, to the Cowboys. You know, a little running back, definitely had a great year last year in college. Uh, but this team has uh, gone off to a strong start. Uh, I mean, not so good opponents, but taking them down with ease, uh, not giving them many points, playing great defense. And, you know, this line has actually come down to minus four. I think I even saw a minus three and a half out there now from five. Uh, so some money coming in on Missouri. Uh, these, de- these teams did face off last year, and Kansas State blew them out at home while rushing for 235 yards. But now this game is at Missouri, and Deuce Vaughn and Martinez are gone. But, you know, Howard does fill in that role. He definitely... He's the one that got hurt, too, last year. He filled in the role. They were playing well. Then he got hurt again, and they had to use a third string. So, you know, very very injury-prone at that position, which scares me as well. Uh, Surprisingly, this team was top 25 in rushing defense last year and held opponents to dismal scores when playing at home. Uh, They gave gave Georgia a scare. This is Missouri I'm talking about. Um, They gave Georgia a scare last season, only losing 26-22. 5-2 and two at home last year with the two losses coming to Georgia and Kentucky, all by a combined eight points. 
and point differential. So this team does come to play, and they will be up and ready to go against a ranked out-of-conference team. Uh, I think the line is too close to call, as I think Kansas State will win, but I think this will be a one-score kind of game. I'm actually going to go under here at 48 points, as Kansas State's defense has been playing well so far. And the first two in these first two games, you know, they didn't play anybody good, but I think he held them a shutout and somebody else down under 10 points. So they're feeling themselves. They're excited. They want to go there. They want to make a statement, get a statement, win, play good defense. Um, but Missouri's not going to be letting up here either, and they're not going to let up a lot of points. They play very well at home. Um, last, you know, like I said last year, they only lost by eight combined points in two games at home last year. So they, they put on a tough matchup. But right now the line's just too close for me. I'm going to stick to the under here, actually, for 48, under 48 for one unit. Next game, Minnesota traveling to University of North Carolina, North Carolina minus seven and a half uh, in Chapel Hill. Um, taking on Drake May and the Tar Heels, UNC coming off a scare to Appalachian State last week, but still sticking out the uh, victory, even though uh, May was not as involved as usual. Did not throw for a touchdown or any interceptions, but they did rush for 320 yards as a team. Laugh State rushed for 220, so a lot of running going on last week, but I think it was just kind of a hangover game for North Carolina after winning their home opener against... Uh, or the opener, I think it was at neutral site against South Carolina, which was a big game, close game in the first half. And then uh, UNC ended up pulling away later in that second half. Drake May looked really good. Um, Minnesota's defense did pick up where they left off from last season, uh, but also has faced Nebraska and Eastern Michigan, focusing heavily on the run from last year, led by Ibrahim. I don't see them straying too far away from that run game, um, especially with uh, Kyle Thomas as quarterback. You know, but they do, however, lose Ibrahim from last year, who was, you know, essentially their offense. Uh, he was very good. Losing him is a big, big loss for this offense. And I don't think Kyle Thomas can fill that role. Um, it's just, and UNC doesn't play the best defense, but, you know, they, Minnesota is only averaging 19 points a game so far against two teams that are pretty terrible themselves. So I, I can't see them putting up a lot of points traveling down to North Carolina against a UNC team who's looking to bounce back, you know, after a hangover game and hopefully a wake-up call uh, that no – and, you know, no games come easy, especially against App State. You know, they're seeing that. Uh, you always have to be ready to play. Um, especially Mac Brown will not be happy about this week and you know this past week, and we'll make sure they're ready for this one. Um, I'm taking UNC minus seven and a half, probably by the point down at uh, a half point to minus seven. Uh, I see him jump in a couple but eight to eight in a couple books, but you know I'll even take eight to be honest with you. I think they're covering. I think they're covering with ease on this one to be honest. Um, so give me UNC for one unit. South Alabama traveling to Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Uh, Oklahoma State coming in as minus seven point favorites. Um, Oklahoma State coming in 2-0. Started off hot last season, but also had Spencer Sanders as quarterback. Um, he was in and out, you know, having a tough time 
getting wins late in the season just because I think he was beat up. You know, he was just getting hurt left and right. Um, this team is a lot different this year than last. Uh, not as exciting. Uh, sure, they're 2-0. Beat Arizona State, who's just god-awful. Um, this Oklahoma State is operating, it, team is operating on a quarterback by committee, switching between Gundy's kid, uh, Bowman, and Wrangell. I mean, what are we doing here? I've never even heard of that. Playing three quarterbacks for a game is just not sustainable. You can't even get a flow going and probably feel like you can't make a mistake out there if you're a quarterback, you know, just constantly thinking, I'm just going to get taken out this next drive, especially if one guy's rolling, you take him out, who's like, what if he's hot? You know, he's got the high end, now you're just going to take him out? I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't make too much sense for to me. Uh, a lot of new faces on the Oklahoma State team, offense and defense. The team's starting to look forward to starting conference play next week. It won't be thinking too much of the South Alabama team, especially after South Alabama's performance against Tulane week one. You know, definitely disappointing for us, put three units on that one. But, uh, you know, Oklahoma State is, I don't think has their eyes on too wide on this one, too focused, uh, you know, coming into Stillwater too, thinking South Alabama can upset them, but uh, I think it's, I think they're just looking down on this one, uh, but switching gears to South Alabama, I was high on them versus Tulane, and was more down on Tulane than anything, but Tulane showed up and handled uh, South Alabama that game, just absolutely destroyed them, uh, wasn't even really a game at all. Uh, but that also was the home, the uh, opener for South Alabama. Was able to shake some rust off. Uh, you know, I'm still high on them and think they're a good team. Uh, behind quarterback Bradley and running back by committee led by Webb, I think this offense will put up some points against their, this Cowboys defense. Uh, and this South and this South Alabama defense returns a lot of key players from last year that I think will keep Oklahoma State at bay. Uh, especially as, since this Cowboy offense is nowhere close to where it was the past couple of years. Um, I know I took Alabama, South Alabama for three units and lost in week one, but I'm taking them here plus seven for two units. I think uh, even could sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I, I like this. So South Alabama, two units. Next game, BYU going to Arkansas. Um, Mormons traveling to the deep south of SEC country. Uh, these teams faced off last year, except in Provo, uh, where the Razorbacks won 52-35. And that was when, that was when uh, BYU had Jordan Hall as their quarterback. Um, now that he's gone, Kayvon Slovis comes in once USC and once Pitt quarterback. You know, all these transfers coming in and out everywhere. It's just crazy. But... Uh, He'll try to fill those shoes, but don't really see that happening. Um, they also lose top running back Chris Brooks and top wide receiver Nakua to the NFL. Um, also lose some big weapons. Uh, you know, they just lose big weapons on offense and defense. Um, a lot of new faces out there from the transfer portal, especially on the defensive line and secondary. And they're going to have a difficult time keeping up with this Arkansas offense. Uh, they've been playing well so far, but against Sam Houston State and Southern Utah, yeah, you know, a couple games to get the mesh the team together, a lot of new faces, but honestly, I know what Slovis is as a quarterback, and it's not impressive. And, you know, going into an SEC school with him behind 
center. Uh, I just don't see them going in there and, you know, making this a game. But uh, on the other side of the ball, Arkansas returning quarterback K.J. Jefferson, getting back top running back Raheem Sanders, but Raheem Sanders ruled out for this game. Um, K.J. threw for... 350 yards with five TDs last year when these two teams faced off. But he does lose his two top wide receivers from last year. So it's a little bit of a feel, different feel for this Arkansas offense. Uh, KJ's probably still getting used to it, but he's a pretty good quarterback. He's not bad. I could uh, I could rely on him more than Slovis. Um, but I think eight is a good number to take here. I mean, this number was at nine and a half, ten, and dropped down probably just because of Raheem Sanders being ruled out. But, you know, this BYU team is just inexperienced playing together. Um, over under set at 48, where this would have gone through the roof last season. I'm feeling Arkansas will put up the points, but I don't see BYU having too much of an effect on offense. Um, this line... Being set at eight, I, I got to take the Razorbacks here. I like them. I like K.J. Jefferson. I think they're going to have a really good game against BYU, who is definitely has been overrated the last couple of years. They were pretty good. They were okay last year, but I think they're nowhere even close um, this year as they were last year. So give me Razorbacks minus eight for one unit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Syracuse traveling to West Lafayette, taking on Purdue. Purdue at plus two and a half. Um, Boilermakers thinking they're a basketball school. That's their claim to fame, but always choking the NCAA tournament. You know, just get out of Rutgers' way on the court. How about that? Rutgers does own them. That's all good. That's fun. Even on the football court. Uh, you know, the football field, too. I mean, this team stinks, too. So, just as bad as Rutgers. But, uh, anyways, get back to the game. A little revenge game for the Boilermakers in this spot as they should have uh, won this one last year. But with the inspiration of their terrible defensive coaching, Syracuse blew it late in the game. I'm sorry, Purdue blew it late in the game where cute, where they got cute, had no business winning this one. Um, a little bit of a line moving on this game. Uh, first, Purdue started as favorites, but this one has been creeping in favor of Cuse as the week has gone on. Syracuse started the 2022 season out 6-0 and last year. Then ran into some tough part of the uh, ACC season. You know, Clemson, Florida State also played Notre Dame, had a couple bad losses. Uh, their quarterback, Schrader, was hurt for a couple games, which resulted in a couple losses. So, you know, they, got, they had a bad stretch, but started out really strong last year. Um, not saying this is some power. You know, their defense was – good last year they held teams to you know not a lot of points and not many yards I mean they were they were the real one the real pretty much the whole team giving the offensive chance getting the ball back in off defense getting the uh, ball back in the offense's hands um, giving Schrader more opportunities um, I mean I'm not saying this Defense is some powerhouse that could stop the top teams in the country, but they'll fare well against mediocre teams, and that's exactly what Purdue is. I think they took a step back from last year, losing their quarterback and their uh, top wide receiver from last year. Hudson Card does come in 
from Texas, but I don't think he'll be enough for them to improve from last year. Um, they barely got by Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech is underdogs by seven points to shitty Rutgers this week. I mean, I'm not too thrilled about this team. I'm not too high on them. I think it's a down year for them. Uh, also, Purdue just bringing in a lot of transfers on that O-line. I think they replaced like four out of five guys. A lot of new pieces early on. I like Cuse's defense. They return almost everybody. Um, I'm going Syracuse here for minus two and a half for one unit here. Last game, I got a uh, late one, Fresno State at Arizona State. Arizona State plus three and a half, home dogs. Um, Bulldogs traveling down to Tempe, taking on the Sun Devils. Uh, Fresno State starting out 2-0 and behind their new quarterback, uh, Mikey Keene. After the departure of Jake Hayner, which was definitely a big loss for this team. But Keene has filled the role pretty nice so far in these two games with wins over Purdue and squeezing by Eastern Washington. This Fresno team is actually on an 11-game win streak picking up from the 2022 season. So you know what type of momentum is on their side, and they have that in their minds, I would think. And as they go into each week, I would use that. If I was a coach, remind them, don't blow this one. I mean, it just gives them a reason to play. The Eastern Washington game is a bit worrisome, but, you know, that went to overtime. Uh, I think they were just looking ahead to this spot, <clears throat> playing a Power 5 team away, Pac-12 team. Most likely wasn't thinking too much into that Eastern Washington game. I mean, still got the win, but went to overtime, struggled a little bit. Uh Arizona State going into this game has a lot of new faces and are entering the game one-on-one with barely beating Southern Utah, same Southern Utah team that got absolutely obliterated by a mediocre BYU team and also lost to Oklahoma State, who is also trash this year. So definitely down year for the Sun Devils, especially with how good the Pac-12 is this season. I think it's just going to be a long year for them. Uh, starting a freshman quarterback, a lot of young transfers on defense as well as offense will affect how this team is this season. For sure, a year where they are looking for a new identity, looking to rebuild, get used to each other, trying to just get back into it. I think this is just you know, one of those years where it's going to be a, a long one for them, unfortunately. But yeah, I just can't see them beating this Fresno State team who has been playing well together and want to keep that win streak alive. For the last pick, I'm taking Fresno State here, minus three for two units. So just to recap, got uh, the Penn State, <coughs> oh, excuse me, Penn State minus 14 uh, and the under 48 and a half. The Missouri, Kansas State under 48 for one unit. Um, North Carolina minus seven, minus seven and a half. Uh, for one unit South Alabama plus seven for two units put a lot of units on them five units so far this year we'll see how it ends up BYU and Arkansas um, going Arkansas minus eight for one unit Uh, Syracuse minus two and a half and then Fresno State minus three for two units so a few plays for you guys hope you guys enjoyed um Again, leave a, leave a comment on Twitter, um, like, unsubscribe, subscribe, subscribe again. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's, uh, let's have another good week, a positive week. Let's get in the plus column on the units, and uh, let's go have a positive week. Thank you, everyone.